Hello, hello, hello. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, episode number 489. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd. Hey there, Cat. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. You getting your baby today? I know. I'm actually here. I'm just waiting for the I got to leave the show about 20 minutes early to grab my baby. Oh, I'm so glad you get to be reunited. I know you were saying that monkey is just crying. He wants his brother back. (laughs) Oh, just in a crazy depression, lays there with her head down all day. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's how they are. I mean, this is their pack. This is their group. I mean, you know, come on now. And I'm sure he's saying, all right, now, where'd you put him? Because I want him back, Dad. And, you know, it's funny. They almost blame you in a way. <laughs> like, where did you put him? You, the, he was last seen with you, Cat. So where is he? <laughs> so they'll be they, happy, though. When they see and I'm, I'll be more relieved for him to know he's going to get to go home. And he'll know everything's okay. I'm, when I leave, I get to come back. Oh, my gosh. So what is the doctor saying? Give us a – because a lot of people have been asking. I mean, there's – Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff wrong. He's got three really severe dislocated uh, joints or whatever in his paw. And then he's got a, ch- a bone chip. And he's got a bunch of stuff wrong. So they're going to split him up. And then in a week I come back, they're going to actually make a mold and do a custom splint that actually fits his paw exactly right. And it's going to be about a two-month thing of physical therapy and putting a split back on. And we'll have to go out there and move it around. I don't know, whatever they tell me. But it's either going to work or it doesn't. And uh, they think it'll work. But if it doesn't, is the fusion with the rod and the and the gimp leg, peg leg. So that's what happens if it doesn't work. Oh, my god, It's bad. Well, I'm just so glad that we're not rushing into surgery. Okay, because that was the that was one of the options originally, and we were worried about that. Um, and they can't really fix it. I don't believe like that. It's it's messed up, and I and who knows what really happened? I say he got hit by a car because I guessed, but it it just the doctor says if a car would have ran over his paw, it would have crushed all the bones, and there's no, nothing like that. Right. It's more like something pulled on it, or it got hyperextended somehow. Well, we will never know. I'm just glad that they're starting with a splint and then, you know, seeing how the therapy and everything else works and then moves on to something, you know, if it's, if it needs to, this is a good, this is a good, this is good news. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. Yeah. This is actually good news. And it, with a bad news situation, this is the best news that we could have gotten. So we'll just have to watch it and make sure that he heals and, and, you know, and from there, then a determination will be made but it sounds like you've got a terrific doctor and oh yeah and i got one of the best surgeons around oh yeah so i mean that's really great and he's a cat turd fan so there you go yeah he knows he knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey we're getting close to our 500th show aren't we i know so when is president trump coming on this show everybody's been asking me i can i can ask <laughs> and see if he'll do it on the 500 all i can do is ask I'll ask his team <laughs> wouldn't that be i say it's about Four percent chance, but it's better than nothing. I will. I'll ask tonight. I know he's busy. I mean, you know, but honestly, everybody's like, "Hey, can Cat pull some strings over there?" And they're all um, excited. And so I, can, I have, I can pull some strings, but man, them, them might be a little too high for me to grab. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's gonna hold that. I do have my you. limits. <laughs> 
Nobody <laughs> will hold that against you for sure. But we I'm are... gonna definitely ask though. It's a good idea. It's a cool. Well, you had brought it up. You had asked for those of you that are listening for the first time. You had asked, a, you know, a little while ago if we could have anybody on the show. See, okay, you put that on me. If we could have anybody in the world on the show, who would you have? And I said President Trump. I mean, without even hesitation. And I know I was kind of reaching for the stars and setting that bar a little high. But at the same time, you asked. And so now all of a sudden it's stuck. And everybody's like, when is President Trump coming on in the litter box? And who knows? We're doing what we can possibly do. But who that's, knows? That's a rough one. That's a, t- that's that's a tall order. Yeah. Yes, it is. So we have got so much news, especially what all is going on at the WEF. But first, let's go ahead. And uh, we have a sponsor today. And we really appreciate our sponsors. And just so everybody knows, the promo code is CATTURD. So if you type in CATTURD, it will save you 10% off at checkout. You just go to TWC dot health forward slash cat turd and you can grab your medical emergency kit right now that's twc dot health forward slash cat turd code cat turd will save you 10 percent off at the checkout so this is a really cool kit and everybody should have it we've already gone through covid19 where we weren't able to have access to a lot of these different things in our cupboard to help us Well, now that we have a recent cluster of respiratory illnesses in northern China and now outbreaks of what is being referred to as white lung syndrome in the United States, it is littered across the headlines right now, shining a light on the need to be prepared for unexpected medical emergencies. That's another thing. When I talk about the fact that we are you know, over there, we've got a lot of representation over there at the WEF. They're already talking, you know, about the X virus and everything else that is coming out. They've been messing around in labs for way too long. We need to be able to protect ourselves. And so when you start looking at drug shortages that have, writ, you know, hit record high, we don't manufacture anything here in the United States. This is where we are. This is our cross to bear. So with 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. being produced outside the U.S., you will you have what your family needs when the next crisis hits? So just like we saw with COVID, countries clamp down on exports and they stockpile during crises. And that's that's the thing. I mean, they it was so hard to get. I actually went to San Francisco to get ivermectin and all the other things that I needed. And it causes the price of these drugs to rise and pharmacy shelves in America are empty. So you've heard us talk about the wellness company's medical emergency kit. The wellness emergency kit is great. And it's the home to Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Drew Pinsky. You know Dr. Drew, right, Kat? You know who he is. He's oh, a yeah. great doctor. He's on TV all the time. All the time. And they've got a whole array of truth-telling doctors who are rooted in their communities to building a parallel healthcare system and empowering you to take control of your health. In a time with uh, when over 40% of Americans say that they would avoid a doctor or hospital, I'm one, unless absolutely necessary, the wellness company's medical emergency kit provides a solution. This kit includes eight potentially life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, a Z-pack, ivermectin, and they even have a guidebook so that you know how to use it. So it's a great 
It's a great tool to have around the house. I mean, here are all these different things people are talking about. What's behind China's mysterious wave of childhood pneumonia? Uh, You've got Ohio is the first state to report white lung syndrome outbreak. We've got wide open borders and everything else. Who knows what's coming across? They certainly do not. They do not care. In fact, Fox just reported on measles, right? Anybody in this on a particular flight that happened yesterday. I saw that come out. So, I mean, come on. If they have wide open borders, what do they think is going to happen around here when you've got a situation like that? It's scary. So it's it's time to be prepared and just to make sure that you've got that stockpile waiting for you in case it's needed. See, here it is. Look at this. This was by Charlie Kirk yesterday. Breaking, travelers at Dulles and Reagan airports have been exposed to a highly contagious measles virus linked to international travelers on January 3rd. The virus stays in air for two hours. Travelers should look for symptoms through the next week. Was there the travelers illegals? I mean, that's the big question here. Here's the alert. Health officials in Virginia are warning travelers at Dulles and Reagan airports that they may have been exposed to highly contagious measles. The Virginia Department of Health says the warning is linked to an international traveler who was at the international arrivals at Dulles Airport between 4 and 8 o'clock on Wednesday, January the 3rd, then at Terminal A at Reagan Airport the following day between 2.30 and 6.30 in the afternoon. They added the virus can stay in the air as long as two hours after the presence of an infected person and for those who step foot in the airports to watch for symptoms until January the 24th. Doesn't that give you a warm and fuzzy? I'm serious. The only Man, we, when I was a kid, everybody had the measles and mumps and the chicken pops, all three. You're going to get all three of them before, you, before it's over. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, here's the thing. The only person that can take care of themselves is you. I mean, you're the only one. But when you have when you are trying to fly for business or pleasure or, you know, for whatever reason, and you've got people on these flights and on these planes, and they're not checking for anything at the border or anywhere else they're putting passengers as you've seen that we don't even know where they they are going they don't know where they're going they're just given an instruction see you know sheet and say board a plane they have a separate boarding situation than the rest of us passengers but they're all on the same plane yeah you better believe i'm gonna have a medical emergency kit nearby just in case and try to keep my immunity intact this is craziness But this has been a weird day. I mean, I'll tell you that right now. This whole World Economic Forum and Davos and all of those things, it has been going on nonstop. I mean, when you... (laughs) Who listens to these absolute morons? I mean, these people are just evil, and they want to control everything you do, everything you hear, everything you uh, um, take in, your news. They want to control what you eat. They want to control what kind of car you drive. It just never ends. Oh, my gosh. And it's not going to. I was happy to see that the president of Argentina, I mean, he was one of the ones that absolutely spoke out. Long live freedom. Argentinian president Javier Millet, he trashes socialism and calls out elites at the WEF. He didn't even hold back. And he left the the room completely quiet because he pushed against everything that they've been doing. 
They're going to have to spend extra some extra time at Epstein's Island to make up for it. Oh, my word. I mean, These people are scumbags. Nuts. They really are. Well, here he is. He's warning about the dangers of socialism. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me, no one better place than us Argentines to testify to these two points. Wow. I mean, that this is right after he that, was... That's his last invitation. <laughs> yeah, he has... They're like, check. They're calling around now. He's not about it next year. Well, I mean, he had just been introduced by Klaus Schwab himself, and then he proceeded to confront the elites with his fiery speech. He didn't hold back, as you can see. The 53-year-old president, he just said, absolutely, the West lied towards collectivism, a political theory associated with communism, that we are in danger he sees it, we see it, and so does everybody else. I mean, and you've got a lot of U.S. politicians over there as well. This list goes on. Seriously, if you were to go to my timeline right now, I was wondering if it, on on uh, Twitter, ex-Twitter, it, it's wild because right when I think it just couldn't get any crazier, the next day happens. I, I don't know if it's a waning moon, a full moon, or who's howling, but you know what? <laughs> Somebody let the dogs out and not the cute ones. I mean, these people are Ryan insane. Kemp's over there, your buddy from Georgia. Oh, yes. It lets you know who everyone is. In fact, you've got... That was a Jake. scumbag. Well, Jake Sullivan is there, and he's openly talking about New World Order. Listen to this. That order seems to know, know, uh, not be uh, the order anymore. We are on the way to a new order, so we are between orders. Um... Uh, do you agree with that, or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order, and how can we avoid that that new world order uh, becomes like a jungle growing back, and we rather uh, have an order based on international law and the principles that have brought us prosperity and uh, freedom uh, for decades? I guess and maybe this is the the old um, kind of teacher in me coming out. I think of this a little bit more about a transition of eras rather than a transition of orders, but the two are kind of cousins of one another. The reason I draw the distinction is because I don't think the international order built after 1945 is getting replaced wholesale with some new order. Um, it will obviously evolve as it, as it has evolved multiple times over the decades since 1945. But I do think in a, in a more sharp and distinctive way, we are moving into a new era, and that's what I 
talked about in my remarks that we are, you know, the post-Cold War era has come to a close. We're at the start of something new. We have the capacity to shape what that looks like. And at the heart of it will be many of the core principles and core institutions of the existing order adapted uh, for the challenges that we face today. Goodness sakes, but it doesn't stop there, Kat. You've got Ursula von der Leyen, who is... Now, look, these people are not elected, okay? They're not elected officials. Who, who sits around and talks like that? The, those that just want to hear themselves, right? I, I swear to God, the fourth, the fourth stage of the New World Order is brazen to the... Shut up. Mm-hmm. Talk about something real, man. You guys, the, the teacher comes out to me, yeah. The theory boy fantasy land professor comes out in you right. talking about a bunch of hogwash and nonsense. Nobody cares about. You have no idea. It's just word salad after word salad. You don't even know what you're talking about. None of it matters and none of it makes sense. It, it really does not. But here's the thing. They have a common goal. They don't want you to be able to talk like that about them, right? They want to control social media platforms as far as, as, far as they're concerned. This is where the problem lies. So you've got Ursula von der Leyen, president of the EU Commission. She describes how they plan to establish control over social media platforms. Listen. Dear Klaus, let me go back to the number one concern of the Global Risk Report. Disinformation and misinformation. Tackling this has been our focus since the very beginning of my mandate. With our Digital Services Act, we defined the responsibilities of large internet platforms on the content they promote and propagate, a responsible to children and vulnerable groups targeted by hate speech, but also a responsibility to our societies as a whole. Because the boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner. And the values we cherish offline should also be protected online. And this is even more important in this new era of generative AI. Now, the World Economic Forum Global Risk Report puts artificial intelligence as one of the top potential risks for the next decade. Golly. Why do they always talk like a bad villain in a Bond movie? You ever notice that? Never made the WF. They are terrible. I mean, they really are. It's information and misinformation. Yeah. So what they're saying is we're going we we don't want your our opinions are the only ones that matter and we're gonna shut everybody down that don't think like us so they don't even hear your ideas. Well that's exactly right. But see here's the thing, it's already happening right oh, now. Speaking of a helmet head. Well, I mean this is really what's happening. Is when, she wearing a football helmet? <laughs> <laughs> this is where Joni Ernst got her new style from, right? Oh my gosh. So so you've got right Rachel Madcow, right? Who basically didn't air President Trump's speech. So they're doing exactly that. Listen to this. 
this just for a second. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, and honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization <laughs> of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight so, will not air here live. Isn't that the most incredible so, thing? We'll, we'll let you know if he says something that, that's true. Well, um, yeah, take our word here's for a it. Person, here's a person who pushed for three years the PP dossier Correct. on her show 24-7, the lies. After it would come out, there's the lies. They gave her like a year vacation because everything she did— Every sucker and fool and gullible idiot that listened to her show for three years, she fed one big lie after another. It was so bad, they fired her for a year. Now they're trying to do the Jimmy Kimmel blackface thing and slip her back in. It wasn't just that lie. It was the COVID lies as well. They continued to repeat lie after lie after lie. And so they want to determine, okay, now keep in mind, President Trump just won in an absolute landslide, the Iowa caucus, and they are not going to allow their viewers to hear it. As far as I'm concerned, they should have their broadcasting license ripped away from them immediately. This is the people's choice. We do not have an, a totalitarian government. Not yet. I know that that's what they aim to do, but my goodness. So listen to the response to this lady after she hears Mad Cow go off in her deranged state. Listen. If we will monitor them uh, and let you know about So they will monitor it for us and they will let us know if there's anything noteworthy. They'll let us know rather than just playing the speech, being a network that informs people and lets us hear from the winner of that evening. They decided that we're too stupid to hear it and make up our own minds about whether you know, the information is truthful or not. How we do, and this is the democracy they speak of. How is this different from certain countries who filter everything so that people don't get the information that's out there? How is this any different? Good night. Okay, so we've got a whole bunch of kooky people that aren't elected that are over there at the WEF solving the problems of the world. <clears throat> Their yeah, problems, and they're all they're all fly, flying there in private jets, by the way, to talk about global oh, warming. That's the funniest part. Oh, absolutely! In fact, you had one that had to helicopter in. It's just a, an absolute joke. But this is the group that I'm talking about. Now you <laughs> I'm remember? Sure that all do. You remember the songbird, right, from the last World Economic Forum, right, with the Delin with oh my God. all of that. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Well, I've got one that can beat it, but let me just remind everybody what the first one looked like last year. Oh. God. Check this out. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so bad. 
<laughs> you being a Boom. you being a musician, you can truly appreciate this. But this is how crazy oh, yeah. it gets. That's what rich people jam to. Now I'm waiting for somebody, one of the memers, to take this particular piece because we call her Songbird and put Bird Brain back there doing her thing. You know, Nikki Haley, because it's just that ridiculous. Well, now all of a sudden they've got a new one that they're putting on people. Are you ready for the latest and greatest? This oh my is God, from I can't wait, today. Check it out. Wait for it. Why should I? Should I? <laughs> Wait for <laughs> Okay, for anybody that is you know, germaphobic um, in those masks they tried to get you to wear, mm, this goes against all protocol. <laughs> I'd be like, get your damn hands off me. <laughs> Which... When I tell you that today was crazy, there's some kind of waning moon, there's something going on, I meant it. The crazies are absolutely out. There is no question. So, yeah. You know they hire like 3,000 hookers go to these things? Mm -hmm. Remember that? 3,000 hookers went to the last one. Well, that's why we're not hearing anything about who's on the client list at Epstein Island. This is exactly how it rolls. That's why they they have to fly in and they can't zoom it in. Mm Mm-hmm. It is so true. It, it is absolutely so true. So this whole thing is just crazy. These are the people that want to tell you how to live your life, by the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, should, that should scare everybody. I'm going to go to people's head next time I'm in a bar and just go up and go, <laughs> see if I get my ass kicked and how long it'll take. Oh, my gosh. Well, I appreciate Rogue Stamp. 3D for sending me that video because they've been watching the show and they know how we always make fun of Songbird. Well, this is this year's version. And then, of course, we've got Sir Majesty who gets up there as well. Now, this is a parody. Just keep that in mind. And so yesterday I stood on this stage and said some things that I should not have said. But we all deserve a second chance. So I would like to apologize to absolutely no one. None of you were elected to show us how we should live our lives. All of you motherfuckers took your private jets to show up to this meeting, so don't lecture us about the environment. I ain't eating bugs, you can eat these nuts, and once again, you and your fake climate agenda can go fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's about how we all feel. The guy follows me. He's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. And Redheaded Eagle 2 sent that one to me. So, I mean, it's like how we all feel right now. Who are these people and what do they want? He's he's got the Black Eye Club going on, too. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, this is the thing. These are the people that are completely unelected. They've just got tons and tons of money, power, privilege, and everything else. And they're going to tell you how you are going to live your life while they're depopulating the planet. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I then listen. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I will never eat the bugs. You will eat the bugs and be happy. <laughs> 
we will uh, not do that. So that's our yeah. coverage on the WEF I'll shove them straight up your ass and go eat steak. <laughs> 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 okay, so that was the short version. <laughs> oh my gosh, but it just didn't end there. You know, you've got President Trump with crazy E. Jean Carroll, right? And he can't even talk oh, bad yeah. about her. And he's sitting there in court I right know. now. She's just a lunatic. The woman is... Abs- com- absolute nut form. She's completely and totally deranged. In fact, we have got another video, which is from uh, Big Fish 3000, who sent me this. It is so crazy. I mean, I thought the one... Where she painted all the trees at her house? Yes. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with this person? Okay, so we can't talk bad about her. I mean, he can't, but we can. Here she is, painting rocks and, and... different things. That's because some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Mm. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Taberski lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Okay, lunatic. Complete and total lunatic. Good Lord. Yeah. Let's that, go paint the trees. That's who he's up I'm sure that's really good for him, too. Oh, my gosh. So apparently this morning, the judge threatens to boot Donald Trump from the courtroom over loud talking as E. Jean Carroll testifies. (laughs) Did she say it was sexy rape or sexy, sexy rape? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, everybody thinks rape rape is sexy. This woman is complete and total loon. I, I mean, really. You just can't make some of this stuff just up. Just ab- absolutely a nutcase that belongs in a, in a, in a straight jacket. Absolutely. Uh, there's no question about it. I mean, this whole thing is just... Crazy. Now sue me, you weirdo. It's craziness. Well, a lot of people are asking about these videos. Yes, you can get them. I posted them and retweeted a lot of them on my ex page on Twitter. So if you're looking for them, that's where they are. And I, I really appreciate everybody sending, it, sending them to me today. And all I could do was retweet most of them because... You can't make this stuff up, and you all need to be able to share this stuff, especially since they want to make sure that you're not talking about it, right? Like the president of the, you know, WEF is saying that they want to take away your rights to communicate on social media platforms. That's their goal. They don't want you talking bad about this. It's disinformation. If you say anything against what they think, it's disinformation. It's misinformation. Oh my gosh! They're not even going to play. I mean, and then we have these dumbasses in the United States, like Brian Kemp, who's only the governor because the worst person in the America, Stacey Abrams, ran against him. If anybody besides her would run against him, he'd have never won. But he's just a uh, he's he's he. Of course, he's over there figuring out how to cheat an election again. Well, that that's his purpose right now, and it's not only his purpose, but here's the thing. This is like how they decide that they're going to give you a candidate so that you don't really know that they're cheating, right? Well, he beat Stacey Abrams. He's a Republican. No, he's not. 
<laughs> He's just as much of a Republican as Nikki Haley or McConnell or Joni Ernst or any of the others or Lindsey Graham, cra- Graham Crackers. This is the establishment. They may have an R or a D next to their names, but guess what? It doesn't mean anything. Nothing at all. It's to, it's to deceive you. That's all it is. Their actions speak louder than words. So yeah, you've got all of those people over there. You you have the judge who is, you know, basically threatening to kick Donald Trump out of court. Trump hits back and challenges the judge. I kid you not. So President Trump appeared in court on Wednesday as E. Jean Carroll testified in a trial where the jury will decide how much Trump has to pay for his so-called defamatory statements about her. I wouldn't pay her. anything. It's ridiculous, the whole thing. So you I'll have, keep it in a pill. She'd never get a dime. Oh, my gosh. You know what? This, this woman is completely... But you know who she's being funded by? LinkedIn. Reed Hoffman, right? Yeah. Who, yeah. It's the, the raper from Jeffrey Island. Right. He was a frequent visitor at Jeffrey Epstein's oh, yeah. island. And he just gave $250,000 to guess who? Bird Brain. So there you have that connection as well. So just bird brain. <laughs> bird brain. She'll always be bird brain to me. So Judge Lewis Kaplan, he is a Clinton appointee, previously ruled that Trump is liable for defamatory statements he made about E. Jean Carroll after she accused him of rape. In May 2022, a Manhattan jury reached a verdict in the E. Jean Carroll rape defamation case. In 2019, you have E. Jean Carroll, who alleged that Donald Trump raped her in a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room in the 1990s. Okay. Trump has denied all of the allegations and called E. Jean Carroll a whack job who's not my type. So in 2022, the jury found that Trump sexually abused somebody that he did not know. He's never even met the woman, okay? And yet she was a big fan of his, too. The more that we found oh, out, yeah. she's a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, after he raped her, she, uh, the, the Apprentice was her favorite show for 10 years. Mm-hmm. After he opposed supposed rape, she, she met him one time in a meet and greet where, you know, they stand there and people come up and take pictures. Exactly. And that's it. He don't no idea who this nut job is. He's a complete mm-hmm. lunatic. It, total loon so she's my rape wasn't physical anderson Uh your rape wasn't physical was it mental (laughs) but she fantasized (laughs) about it conceived you a rape or was i mean it wasn't a physical rape it wasn't thrown on the ground and ravished (laughs) that's what she described it as i mean she was basically nobody wants you believe me in the 90s the 80s 90s the 2000s nobody wants you believe me definitely not so President Trump is also appealing that case. He was ordered to pay $5 million in damages, right? So Trump blasted E. Jean Carroll. He was never, he was never found guilty of rape, though, at all. So this is just an ongoing... She accused him of rape, and they found him innocent. Mm-hmm. They found him not guilty, and then he can't sue her for accusing him of rape? Exactly. She's the one that should take every dime she's ever owned for falsely accusing somebody of rape. They should take everything she ever had. Well, it's, and a jury found that out. Well, here's the thing. It's not going to happen in a stacked court like you have in D. Sleaze or in New York. And that's exactly why these cases are being held there. That's why. That's what the point of it is. They've been trying to hang him up in court. They've been trying to drain his funds in court and everything else and make sure that he's not out there campaigning. This is how they plan on beating President Trump. Truly. 
This is what they think is going to work. Meanwhile, in the real world, his popularity is only gaining momentum. We have got New Jersey coming up. That is the one that everybody has got to focus in on. And reach out to Scott Pressler and see if you can help him in, in that jurisdiction because we need President Trump to win that one as well. Let's shoot for the stars and try to make it, you know, one state after another and just get Nikki Haley and DeSanctimonious and all the others to go ahead and drop on out. It's time. It really is time. Past time. But we've got the rhinos and the dinos working against us. So all we can do is show up in the polls just like we did in in Iowa. That's that's what we have to do. So President Trump is calling for unity. He's like, come on, guys, let's get this whole thing together. Here he is. Right now, our country's not doing too well. We're laughed at all over the world. This is not going to happen for long, but I do worry. I do worry about 10 more months with these people because they can do a lot of damage. What they're doing to our country is very sad. We were the first candidate ever to get more than 52 percent of the vote. We now uh, have our eyes on a very special place. You know what that place is? New Hampshire. And I know that New Hampshire will never let us down, just like in 2016. You remember that? We came in here and we won in a landslide, 2016. It's time for the Republican Party, however, to unify, come together, and move forward as one team. We have to beat crooked Joe Biden. We have to beat him. Our country is at stake, and we need to focus on all of our resources. We have to put them into energy and effort and defeating Biden and all of these radical left lunatics, what they're doing to our country. We can't let it happen. We cannot let it continue. We're going down, and we cannot let it continue. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his, and we got along. And he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas. And uh, he's young, and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Rameshwamy. Come on up, Vivek. Let's do this, guys. Okay. So, and I'm sorry if I said New Jersey. I meant New Hampshire. Sorry about that. <laughs> but we need it everywhere. So, He's yeah. going to win that, too, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. That's what the goal is. Oh, my gosh. So he brings down the House in New Hampshire. It's time for the Republican Party to unify, come together, and move forward as one team. That's what he's calling for. And now, all of a sudden, he's got Vivek up there. And so there, he's going to be doing a lot of, you know, uh, work on President Trump's behalf is what it looks like. He's going to, you know, use his platform to endorse President Trump. So we shall see how that whole thing goes. We've all been kind of through a roller coaster this week. And I don't know. I don't know. It's up in the air there. I think President Trump is a little cautious. It looks that like that from the way they, you know, embraced for a brief moment. President Trump still seems a little like, hey, I like you, but 
mm, I'm going to keep everybody kind of at a distance right now. We've been burned before. And anybody that's been watching politics over the past couple of years know why we're a little apprehensive about just letting anybody and everybody in. I don't think that Vivek needs to be in the administration or anywhere near President Me Trump. Neither. Not even I close. Like, I actually like him, and I go back and forth, but I don't want him as VP for sure. Oh, gosh, no. Absolutely not. That would be a you know an open door into the presidency. So for the next presidency in 2028, we're not doing that. No. There's going to be a whole new set of players, and I think President Trump has got a an unbelievable group to choose from as it is. There are plenty of names out there. We discussed it a little bit on our Locals channel yesterday about who everybody would like to see. And yeah, I mean, there's there's no shortage of people that could take the VP slot. The VP is there, you know, it's not a big position by any, you know, stretch of a mile. It doesn't move the needle. It's it, not. It never, it, it's, they make a bigger deal out of it. It really, it's a ceremonial thing in case something happens to present, but it... Nobody goes on election day and says, I'm going to go vote. I don't want to Trump, but I like Mick Pence, so I'm going to vote for Trump mm-hmm. in 2016. It just doesn't happen like that. That's exactly right. And so you have this. See, like, this is what I'm talking about. He's 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 looking at him saying, hmm. Yeah, it was a little. It was, it was a little awkward. Little, yeah. It was a little awkward. Yeah. So President Trump. It's he like and- hugging your girlfriend after you break up with her or something. It's like, <laughs> God, bye. <laughs> No, we don't live together anymore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's... hey, I, I, well, I, I do have to go. I figured I this you would. Appointment. Yes. And I want to tell everybody I'll be back tomorrow. And thanks for covering me for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Gotta go pick up my baby. Yes. I'll try to make get some pictures this afternoon. Oh, I'm just so glad they're all going to be reunited, Cat. That's the main thing. I mean, that yeah, is. Yeah, I just want to. I just want him to have the relief of um, knowing he's going home. So. Absolutely. Well, you go take care of him. He's going to be so happy to see you. And Monkey's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy on the ranch. Keep and everybody and everybody on Saturday. Jules Jones' show is really taking off. So listen to her show on Saturday. She's the biggest Saturday show on Rumble. That is so cool. Thank you, Kat, for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> it has been really fun. But you go, and I'll tell them all about it. Okay. You, you go, and bye. we'll be watching your page for pictures for sure of the right. baby. All right. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, I do a Saturday show, just so everybody knows. Every Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, I spell, the, I spell the tea. And what we've been doing are real big deep dives. Last weekend, we did a huge dive on Epstein. So if you have not watched that, I really hope that you will do so. Watch the first part because we're going to continue on with Epstein and all of his wrongdoings and what I wanted to do I'm curious about his backstory I would so we started diving into how he grew up and everything else how he became associated how he was introduced to all of these big name elite establishment people how the whole game and the whole thing went down if you want to watch the first part you can go ahead and see the background on that we're about to start tackling and getting into the lawsuits and all of the other endeavors Um, we're going to talk about his death Epstein did not kill himself and everything else that has occurred since. And then we'll probably go on to start talking about some of the big names on that island and who have visited the island, who we predict is on the flight logs. All of that stuff is there. So if you're interested in that, you can go to Jules Jones Live channel. I have my own channel on Rumble Video 
And if you wouldn't mind subscribing, not only to this channel in the letterbox, which we do Monday through Friday, but also that one. We'd love to see you Saturdays at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. That is where we spill the tea. So onward, we've got Trump's announcement for Ramaswamy. It's a big role as he took center stage with President Trump. They were there together. And he campaigned in New Hampshire, teasing for the big role for his former rival as he zeroes in on the party's nomination. So on Tuesday, you have fresh off of his historic win in Iowa, you have the president and he headed to the Granite State where he hopes to shore up support against Democrat-backed Nikki Haley in next week's GOP primary, and he was joined by the bold young political newcomer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I think he is incredible. He he absolutely has a great presence about him. I think he's got a wonderful future ahead. I just don't trust him. <laughs> and that's going to take a lot of time. I mean, I don't know if I ever will. But I'm glad that he is going to use his platform to endorse President Trump. We need everyone doing that right now, everybody. And so let's hope that that continues, that love affair lasts, at least for right now. We need as many hands on deck as we can get. So if that's what he plans on doing and if President Trump is good with it, great. As far as putting him in the administration or any of that, mm, no, no, definitely not. I'm not comfortable with that right now. I don't know how you are, how you feel about it, but that's just my own personal. So now you know the one county out of 99 that Trump lost in Iowa ran out of party switch forms on caucus night. So if you're wondering why, here's the deal, why he didn't win all of them, it's because they ran out of switch forms. Right. So one county out of 99 counties that President Trump lost in Iowa on caucus night ran out of party switch forms on caucus night. President Trump won every single county in Iowa on Monday, except for Johnson County, where Iowa City and the University of Iowa are located. Nikki Haley won that county. Hmm, nothing to see here, folks. So you have CBS News reporter, you have that saying, Major, it's been a very interesting night. They just finished voting. This was a room in favor of Nikki Haley overwhelmingly. So you have Ron DeSanctimonious in second place. He spent all of that money over there. Donald Trump in a distant third. The most interesting development of the evening, of course, was the fact that they ran out of these ballots, and that was the one that Nikki took, and that was the plan. Dems could give Haley a boost in Iowa, and that's why it was done that way. There are no coincidences. So that's why she's trying to now make it out to be a two-person race. Then all of a sudden, rhinos in denial over Donald Trump while Democrats are flailing. All right, so here's the deal. Nikki Haley comes into third place, Ron DeSantis by a few percentage points, but her numbers are misleading. The Democrats are trying their best, and they're going to do this over in New Hampshire as well. They're going to try to put Nikki in as if she's some kind of competitor. Remember, the Democrats don't like Joe Biden. So this is a perfect swap. This is a bait and switch like we've never seen before. And so that is going to come that's going to come into play here. I truly believe it. I think everybody has said, look, Nikki is all about war. She is all about, you know, 
open borders. You've seen how she is with diversity and, and how she's been touting that, that she's a brown girl and a black and white world. The, the woman is exactly what we're trying to get away from, the division and everything else. So that is a big discussion that's going on. And you have Congressman Eline Crane discusses shutting down the government until the southern border is shut down, Mayorkas impeachment, and possibly a motion to vacate Speaker Johnson. I certainly hope so. I don't know if you all saw what he actually said, but he is a globalist. There is no doubt about it. He is talking about the nation making decisions collectively, and he's talking about the what exactly what the president of Argentina warned us about. Listen to this. Yes, sir. Do you believe that Joe Biden's presidency is God's will? <laughs> is Joe Biden's presidency God's will? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay, so I, I said I said in my in my speech uh, before I took the gavel um, that look, I'm I'm a Bible believing Christian, right? Bible believing Christian believes what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that uh, God is the one that raises up people in authority. I believe God is sovereign. By the way, so did the founders. I quoted the Declaration of Independence. They acknowledged that our rights don't come from government; they come from God, and we're made in in, in His image. Everybody's made uh, the same. We all are are uh, are, are given equal. Uh, rights and value, and that's something that we defend. So if you believe all those things, uh, then you believe that um, God is the one that allows people to be raised in authority. Uh, it, it, it must have been God's will then. Uh, that's my belief, right? Uh, but uh, I think that that, um, that a, a nation uh, makes a decision collectively because we're given uh, the free will to do that, and I think we're going to make a much better choice as a country coming up in this election cycle. We're very much looking forward to that regime change. Yes, sir. Down to the front row. We're looking forward to you vacating the chair, sir. So Wendy Patterson, if you don't follow her, she's another really great account over there on X Twitter. She says, did you hear it? But the nation makes its decisions collectively, end quote. There you have it. He's a globalist. The new leader of Argentina warned us of this in his speech to the WEF. So Speaker Johnson says it's his belief that since it's God who raises leaders, it must have been God who made Biden president in 2020. <laughs> That's the gist of it. Thank you, Simon Atiba. So here you have got uh, Representative Eli Crane, who is breaking it down for everybody. He discussed the southern border, Alexandro Mayorkas, a dereliction of duty on the border, and rumblings of a motion to vacate against House Speaker Mike Johnson in an exclusive interview with Gateway Pundit last Friday. So you have Mike Johnson. He's had numerous letdowns as Speaker of the House. The southern border remains wide open. Legislation to reform FISA Section 702 and stop the FBI's warrantless spying on innocent Americans was blocked by Johnson. Johnson announced a $1.59 trillion budget for fiscal year 2024, applauded by Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Here's where you all come in. Make sure that you ring the phones off the hook of your representatives. Let them know that we need somebody else up there and for this clown to vacate the chair. Don't forget, following, what was it, only two weeks after he took on the gavel, he was getting visits from Paul Ryan and some of the others. So this is your opportunity to say, hey, you know what, we're not going to stop just with, of course, Kevin McCarthy. We can continue to make sure until we get the right person in that position to to make to 
put the proper person in that position. This clown is not the guy. So as some in the Freedom Caucus members, they weighed in to a potential motion to vacate against Johnson. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene. She recently held nothing back, telling Steve Bannon she is considering a motion to vacate. Eli Crane also chimed in when asked about the possibility of removing Johnson because of the ongoing border crises and the recent spending package, which gives $65.5 billion to Ukraine and $14.4 billion to Israel, but only about $8 billion to CBP, ICE, and U.S. citizenship and immigration. Crane, one of the eight brave, and if you don't know Crane, get to know Crane. He's awesome, by the way. Eli Crane is fantastic. He is doing the work of the people. Um, He is very brave, and he says, I think the motion to vacate is a great tool. That's why I'm in a fight to make sure that that stays around. They all, if they stop doing the people's bidding, They all should have that option. It's like a nuke, (laughs) a nuke option. Get rid of that person. If they are not doing the job of the people, then vacate the chair. That's what I mean by nuke. Do not take that any other way, FBI or anybody else that may be listening to this show. (laughs) We're all paranoid now between the swatting, between shutting down accounts, platforms, and everything else, especially with the WEF. We have to clarify whenever we use a word around here just to make sure no one gets in trouble. But he is a great representative, Eli Crane, and just check out what he has to say. So who all is nervous about President Trump getting back into office? Well, you guessed it, BlackRock. The BlackRock chief warns Davos elites that Trump victory poses fundamental challenge to Europe. That's right. They're not holding anything back. The prospect of a Donald Trump return to the White House in 2024, it poses a fundamental challenge to Europe. The leader of the world's largest investment company warned everyone on Tuesday. The Daily Telegraph reports that BlackRock Vice Chairman Philippe Hildebrand, he issued his caution from the sidelines of the World Economic Forum, WEF, In Davos, Switzerland, in doing so, he added his voice to the swelling chorus from Europe that fears a Trump return to the world stage. Everybody knows exactly what happened. How did they not cheat? You even have foreign countries that were meddling in our elections, and you've got Putin who is pointing out this fact as well. Here he is. He basically says, Putin does, uh, that the past U.S. U.S. elections were rigged. Listen to this. ...selves as nothing but as a part of Russia. That's why the voting results were like that. This is an obvious thing. That's why the voting results were like this. I always talk about this. Nobody can force you to come to the polling station. Probably everything can be rigged, just like the previous U.S. elections were rigged through mail voting. It is clear that it was voting by mail. They bought ballots for $10, filled them in, and without any supervision from observers, they threw them into mailboxes, and that's it. But it's impossible to force someone to come. You can't force anyone at gunpoint. If people didn't want to, they simply wouldn't have come to the polling stations, that's all. This is called voting with your feet. That's all. Here they came and voted. What is this other than democracy? The expression of the people's will is democracy. 
Exactly. You know that even... So, the people that are screaming democracy the loudest are the ones that are trying to take your votes and your and your voices away. It is unbelievable that we are here at this point. I kid you not. So, you've got these demonstrations that are going on. You all see exactly how they tried to paint January Sixers as insurrectionists when, of course, look at what's going on at, at the Capitol right now. So, D.C. underscore Drano... One of these demonstrations was called a violent insurrection by the media for three years. The other one was mostly ignored by the media. I'll let you figure out which is which. Peacefully walking on the right in single file order. And then, of course, you've got them at the Capitol over here. I mean, there is quite a difference. And a lot of people are saying, okay, so when are they going to be joining or taking over the old cells of the January Sixers hostages and letting these out? It's unbelievable that you've got two completely set of rules here in the United States. But it's true. We absolutely are at that point right now. And so here you've got another Hamas insurrection at the Capitol. It's at the Cannon Office building. Here they are. Okay, so if that were you, me, or anybody else, you know, objecting, then we would be thrown into a sale. As you know, they've come out and said that they are going to make sure that they arrest anybody that was seen near or around the Capitol that day. That is their promise going forward. Well, Fannie Willis and this whole entire thing, it's just a joke. Fannie Willis, Willis's case is so tainted by self-dealing and impropriety that the entire case must be dismissed without prejudice. So here you go. Remember, Fannie Willis has been going after President Trump. You've got the allegations of impropriety between Willis and Wade, whom Willis' team contracted in November of 2021, are legion, and they do not include, not they include not only an inappropriate romantic relationship, but also serious allegations of self-dealing that involve Willis abusing her public office, for lavish vacations, federal funding, and a myriad of ethics violations. So you've got the fiery allegations. Now, she's been showing up in church and everything else trying to basically say, hey, you know, things happen, but I hope I have your support. We still have to be dedicated to our cause. Ignore what's going on behind the curtain. Well, this case I'm hoping is going to be tossed out. You've got Governor Brian Kemp. He has a constitutional duty to send A.G. Chris Carr into the district attorney's office office to clean up the mess and to do so immediately at the risk of irreparable damage to the public confidence in the integrity of the proceeding and, by extension, given President Trump involvement, America's justice system overall. It's like the whole entire justice system needs to be completely revamped because of these fools or just go back to what it was supposed to be get these people that are in there right now out of it here's another one cocaine found on hunter biden's gun pouch a 
federal prosecutors are now going ahead and putting that information out there. To be clear, investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun. You cannot make this stuff up. So when I do say that there are people, right, that this has been a crazy day in the news, and if you go over to X Twitter today, it's just bizarre. You've got the 51, this one is from Marjorie Taylor Greene, FBI and 51 Intel community members, they all lied and blamed Russia. No one trusts them anymore. Thank goodness for brave whistleblowers. In a new court filing today, the DOJ confirms DOJ, Hunter Biden's laptop is real, that he left it at a computer store, and that the contents which matched what they obtained from a search warrant of his iCloud. Don't hold your breath for a retraction from Joe Biden. I mean, no one should, but Miranda Devine has been absolutely covering this whole thing and has done a great job of it. But you have got the Russian plant. You've got the Dirty 51, right? The dishonest media operatives. They blamed Russia and then the Bidens. Of course, they knew it was Hunter and so did the FBI. Hunter also blamed Russia when he was caught using adultery sites, Ashley Madison. They have been covering for this fool nonstop. But another really interesting thing went on over at Newsmax when they were doing an interview with Dick Morris, the former Clinton advisor, someone wearing nothing but their underwear and a wife beater top walks through the camera frame during an interview on Newsmax. I kid you not, when I say that pesky moon is out somewhere, I I'm not kidding. They're basically supporting um, uh, Ron, they're basically supporting Nikki Haley. So they're going to definitely supporting um, uh, Ron, they're basically supporting Nikki Haley. Okay, so on that note, I'm going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> oh my gosh, remember, we are calling for unity with all these people. I mean, no matter how, how far out there, they are, you know, we need to win. We need to get this place right back on track where it belongs. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Please make sure that you follow this channel and the Jules Jones Live channel where we just dish it out all day long, six days a week, nonstop. It just, it is a never-ending cycle. You all be safe, <laughs> be kind to one another, and I will see you later. Bye.